everybody. It is the morning after with Nick and Big J. Welcome to the 10th day of March 2021. It's a Wednesday. It is March the 10th. My name is Nick. There's Big J over there. Here I am. Big J patented midweek report. How has the week been thus far? Uh, it's been uh, moving along much faster than last week seemed to move. So it's Wednesday already. Indeed it is. Today we'll it. is Wednesday, uh, as we have established. And uh, as you look forward to the remainder of the week, does it feel like it's going to be a stressful one? No. Wonderful. See? That's how it should be. Where you look back and go, wow, this week has gone by fast. And as I look to the free true, I've got nothing pressing weighing me down and making me think things are going to go sour from here. Right on, dude. Sounds like you've got the world by the short and curly. It's a righteous dude. What are you going to do with it? Oh, I don't know. Hmm. Nothing. Post videos to YouTube. Wonderful. Very uh, disappointed. What's the matter? <clears throat> uh, our offspring interview is up. Yeah. But for whatever reason, and this is something I have set up in, in my home Zoom. It's weird because it doesn't happen when we use the morning after Zoom account in the studio. But when I'm at home, it creates a timestamp over the top of the video. And I can't get rid of it. Like what kind of timestamp? Like the date and, and time. That's really weird. Is it big? I guess I can go look at the video. Yeah, well, see, here's the thing. is uh, In particular, this happened one time before, but I was able to mask it. And uh -huh. So nobody knew it was there. Couldn't do it with this one. Is it just on your camera? It, it, or no, is not it, on the camera. It's on the, it's the entire the video settings. Gotcha. So, and there was no way for me to fix it and not make it look weird. So, Could uh, you see it when you were recording it on your end? No. That's so weird. That is it weird. is. It's really frustrating. But, uh, you know, the video's up. It looks great. Wonderful. We had a good time with Noodles and, and Dexter, which you'll hear later this morning. Yep. You'll hear at least part one of that this morning. That's happening. Big J has a movie review for you as well. We got a chance for you to win some music. We'll remind you about something pretty cool that is happening tomorrow that you can take part in as well around these parts. And all sorts of other fun on the agenda for this particular Wednesday. We also play some jams. Rage Against the Machine kicking things off. Here on the morning after with Nick and Big J, it's killing in the name of on the X Rocks. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Important stuff is brought to you by the Advocates. If you have been injured because of another person's negligence, the Advocates are here for you. Call 208 471 4444 or chat with an attorney online 24 7 at advocateslaw.com. You deserve an advocate. Well, Big J, uh, just to kind of give you an idea of one of the big reasons why we don't talk politics on the show is because it, it almost incessantly is a bunch of hamsters spinning on a wheel. Do you understand what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. It's not going anywhere or doing anything. And just to give you an idea how uh, truly crazy uh, the way our government works sometimes. So uh, the Idaho House approved legislation yesterday that bans anyone 21 and under from buying cigarettes or electric smoking products. So... Used to be 18, now you have to be 21 in order to smoke, right? Smoke. And if this sounds familiar to you, it is because last year, when he was president, Donald Trump signed a law that said that. That you could not access uh, tobacco sales to anybody under 21. And so if you're wondering why Idaho in March of this year is passing a law that technically went into effect federally, a little over, uh, a little under a year ago, that is because 
you don't have to necessarily abide by the federal law if the state law says to something else. Does that make sense? Right. Well, yeah, it's states. Right. States make their own laws. States' but, rights. But the, the question then becomes, then what's the point of doing a federal law if it's impacted state by state? And the answer was, at the time and still now, no idea. No idea why that was signed other than it was just something to do. But you still had to do it. Now, most of the, the businesses here in Idaho, when that went through, were selling to 21-year-olds anyway. But you could still get away with it and sell to an 18-year-old because it was still on the books as a state law. But that now is changed. So there's that. One more thing you don't have to worry about. Or you did worry about, now you don't have to anymore. Gonzaga continued their undefeated streak in the West Coast Conference. They ended up knocking off Brigham Young last night at 88-78, and they won the West Coast Conference Tournament. Uh, they are 26-0 this year. Uh, that is pretty good. They'll be heading into the tournament undefeated. They are just the 16th team in NBA in NCAA history to go into an undefeated, so we'll see what ends up happening. Gonzaga traditionally always does pretty well, and then for some reason just can't get it done in the tournament. We'll see what happens this year. I mean, you know, it's not like they're playing inferior competition when they're, you know, getting to the tournament a lot of the times. It's right. incredible that what that team does. But you're right. They get in there and you'd think they'd be a lock to make it to the Final Four every time. But it's not, not unusual when it happens. It is. Uh, well, you know, the, there is the, the argument that Gonzaga doesn't play a whole lot of tough teams during the regular season. And so there's that. They're traditionally, you know, one or two or three losses on their record. Yeah, well, a lot of teams there could be in that case and can't seem to get the wins like they can. No, it's, it's true. It's true. But, you know, we'll see what ends up happening this year. Could it be the year? I mean, they've been number one for a big bulk of it. It's been them and Baylor back and forth kind of at the top of the standing. So we'll see what ends up happening in March Madness for sure. Well, Big J, it looks like they're targeting March 19th for movie theaters to open back up in California, which is a lot of what the movie industry has been wanting them to do. Uh, cinemas will be restricted to 25% capacity, no more than 100 people in any auditorium, but it looks like things are going to open up in California March 19th. They're already kind of opened up in select cities across the country, and now uh, the place that's got the most theaters in the country is going to open back up here in a little over a week. So something to look forward to if you're a movie fan or maybe there would be more theatrical releases now for you to go see. It's Johnny Cash. That is Hurt here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J. I was just thinking, is our video still up on our YouTube channel of us doing the tour of the Johnny Cash Museum? Yeah, absolutely. If you go back and maybe we'll post that today. Go back and uh, check that out because one of the things that we saw, uh, part they, the Johnny Cash Museum had just opened up in Nashville when we went down there and broadcast from there. And they took us up in the attic where there was a bunch of stuff that hadn't been uh, ready for display just yet. And one of the things that was in that attic was that chair from the Hurt video. You remember that? Yeah. It was awesome. one of the coolest things that we got to see that nobody else had a chance to just yet. So uh, maybe we'll dig up that video and post it for you today uh, in honor of that. But it is the morning after with Nick and Big J. Yesterday, right around this time, Big J selected a movie called Friends with Kids to watch and review for you for streaming dumbass. Big J, how was it? Yeah, from 2011. Uh-huh. Uh, it uh, stars Adam Scott. Jennifer Westenfeld, so they're uh, friends. Uh, then some other groups of friends here. Amaya Rudolph, Chris O'Dowd, they're a couple in this movie. And Kristen Wiig and John Hamm, uh, they're also a couple. And uh, what we have here is uh, the beginning of this movie. Uh, they all go to a nice dinner, and, and they're friends. Clearly, uh, Adam, Scott, and Jennifer, uh, they're, they're characters. They're just 
they're just close friends. There's no romantic involvement there. Uh, but the other are, are, are group are, are couples, and they start having kids, and chaos ensues when they try to get together, as you would expect. You know, I mean, there's just sometimes, and I've seen this happen in my own life, where, you know, uh, priorities change, and you got to take care of those kids. you got to, you know, raise them and those sort of thing, things. And so this gets Adam Scott and uh, Jennifer Westerfeld's character uh, kind of thinking, and they seem frustrated by this, that they don't have their friends anymore. Sure. Really, it's the, it's the whole thing. And then they're all like you know what we can do this better we could you know what we could have a kid but not have any kind of inter trouble that we would have in a relationship if we just agreed just to have a kid and raise a kid together co-parenting there you go just as friends let's see how that goes and then it should be just fine weird and awkward sexual moment between two people who uh, say they're not attracted to each other. It's weird and uh, supposed to be funny. I didn't really find it all that funny. I found it more uncomfortable than anything. And uh, they have a kid and they start to try to do this, but then they realize, oh, that's unraveling the whole idea of what they were doing. Uh, in the min- meantime, the other friends, uh, well, they their relationships fall apart and they get divorced. And, um, and, and the, obviously, you know where it's going and the couple ends up together. Right. The so love story. It's go. a romantic comedy. Uh, and you know what? I, 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 I found that as I was watching this movie, it was so dang boring and really not that interesting. I forgot. I watched it once before. You watched it before? Oh, yeah. Uh, the wife and I were like, God, this movie seems kind of familiar. And as we get halfway through, I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah, we, I think we've seen, I've seen this before. So guess what? Not recommended. Did you watch it all the way through the second time? Or well, yeah, once you realized yeah, that course. you watched it once before, Listen, did you stop? it's my duty well, to if you've watch watched this movie. It, if you've watched it once, you have already but I've But I've forgotten that okay. I've watched it, so I wanted to make sure that, indeed, this was a terrible movie that I watched once before. Um, I'm trying to figure out if you just don't like John Hamm. Because I can't think of anything that you've really seen that you really liked him in. Um, uh, let's see. Well, he was great in... Now I can't remember the movie. We'll but see. That's the problem. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I hate his guts. Because you never watch Mad Men, right? No, I never did watch Mad Men. Let me let me go through here. Um, I I'm mean, gonna Baby Driver is going to be the one thing that you're going to Top Gun Maverick. Well, yeah, but that, that. you cannot preemptively love something. That I, I can, does. and I will. <laughs> that's not fair. Now I'm trying to find... Uh, man, I can't find that movie. It's that, Baby Driver, I'm sure. No, the one with um, Jeff Bridges. That we, we saw. He was the FBI agent. Man, I can't even find it now. Oh, 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 oh. Good Times at Bad Royale. Yes, Good Times the Bad Royale. I, um, liked him. I liked him in that. Beautiful. So, uh, but you, do you not, are you just not a fan? I mean, I just haven't seen a lot of movies that he's been in. I think that's ultimately. Could very well be. Either way, Big J says it's not I liked worth him your time. Tag. Uh, not worth your time? No, no, right. it's not worth anybody's time. You can skip uh, friends with can, kids. Can I, can I tell you? I want to. I want to. I want to voice a, a a complaint, and okay. it's not to you. It's just in general to the ether. Okay. And I wanted to actually send this message to Janine Garofalo, but she's not on social media. And that is, there are movies like this that are mundane and just kind of blah that are out there, but I can't get the Matchmaker starring Janine Garofalo. Dennis Leary, several other great actors, which is another kind of oh-hum romantic comedy on digital format. You can't find it. It's not even on, like, Amazon as a rental? Nothing. No. It doesn't exist on digital format, and it's frustrating because it's one of my wife's favorite movies of all time. Are you sure it's a real movie? (laughs) Exactly. And so I'm like, come on. There's so many crappy, terrible movies that are part of the digital world. Why can't this other one be part of it? 
Uh, I do not know. I'm sure it has something it to do with It would make my life easier. It would? Yeah. All right. Uh, well, get on it, people who own Matchmaker. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Thank you. There's your review, kind of. Important stuff. On the Morning After with Nick and Big J. Important stuff is brought to you by The Advocates. If you've been injured due to another person's negligence, The Advocates are here for you. Call 208-471-4444 or chat with an attorney online 24-7 at advocateslaw.com. You deserve an advocate. Big J, if there's one thing that we are terrible at here in the United States, it is wasting food. And believe it or not, according to a brand new poll from the United Nations, about 17% of all of our food here in the United States gets dumped, which is a lot. A sixth of the food that we have gets thrown out in some way, shape, or form. Now, you may think a lot of that comes from restaurants, food shops, that kind of thing, but the reality of it is... About 11% of all food waste comes from our home. It's from products that never actually reach them out, which is insane when you think about it. It's us like cleaning out our fridge or, you know, we realize something's gone bad that we haven't touched in a while or we've made too much leftovers and we don't want to have them the third day in a row, so we chuck them in the garbage, that kind of stuff. You blame your kids for not eating leftovers? Could very well be. Now, part of the issue uh, comes by sell-by dates. You know, you're familiar with those on the uh, the front of usually perishable goods, sometimes non-perishable as well. Here's the thing. Uh, those sell-by dates, Big J, they aren't regulated by any program, guidelines, anything. The FDA is in control of those, is what you're saying. Correct. So about 80% of us end up throwing away food early because we confuse sell-by dates with expired on dates. Does that make sense? Yes, yes. And so there are very clear differences between the two, but usually a product's not going to put like, you know, you might get best buy kind of thing date on there, but rarely it's like, hey, chuck this in the garbage once it hits this date, which is what a lot of people are actually pushing for. So that people don't throw away food they is still considered good. On an individual level, we can a little bit be more thoughtful and prepared when we go to the grocery store. Uh, and only buy things that we're 100% sure we'll be eating somewhat soon in the next few days. But on a societal level, we need a little bit more education on how to preserve food and understand labels, food recycling, and all that kind of stuff if we want truly the amount of food waste, a sixth of our food that we're chucking in the garbage. Yeah, I've got an extreme expired dairy fear uh what do you mean you're very scared of eating something that's gone yeah, bad of dairy in particular why did I you have know. a bad experience you should be scared of chicken more than anything else. yeah i can cook the chicken with your experience with it but have you had the like did you dr- well you've you said you've given yourself salmonella twice well probably way more than that <laughs> well, so have you that's you just not- maybe didn't get you sick that all I'm saying is, uh, it, it's one of those deals where you have at least some experience knowing what food sickness can do to you, but you haven't had any experience with just getting bad dairy. Probably you're just, you're just scared of it. Yeah. All right. Well, listen, we all have irrational fears, I suppose. But uh, what well, you pasteurization don't wanna... phobia? It could be. Uh, could very well be your fear of food poisoning as well. You just don't want to get a food board illness. Well, who does? No, nobody who does. does. Nobody man. should want to be pro food board. It's the worst. The Philadelphia 76ers, Ben Simmons, and Joel Embiid will be unavailable to play when the team returns from the All Star break. 
Uh, Simmons will miss Friday's game as well. The two weren't able to play in the All-Star game. One was discovered that the barber who given them haircuts before they left for Atlanta tested positive for COVID-19. If they both continue to test negative for COVID, they could return on Sunday. But we will see what happens from there. Big J, it took them 12 years together. But uh, Amal Clooney is finally watching ER. And uh, according to George himself, she is not a fan. Uh, George Clooney, of what? course, was on the medical drama from 1994 to 2009. Why is she watching it? Uh, and she, I guess, you know, she's running out of things to watch during quarantine. So she's like, I might as well watch this show that made my husband a superstar. So George was on the uh, podcast that uh, called Smartless, which is Jason Bateman, Sean Hayes, and Will Arnett. And they were talking about his wife's thoughts on the old show. And George said, quote, my wife is watching him right now. And it's getting me in a lot of trouble because I've forgotten all the terrible things my character was doing picking up on women and it's making his wife not only dislike the character he played but probably remind her of George Clooney's younger years uh, George of course and, and Amal were wed in 2014 they have a couple of kids together but she's finally getting around to watching ER and I think I might have forgotten like I remember watching ER but I forget like all the personal storylines I just remember all the medical stuff that I was watching but I mean, there had to be personal storylines as well. But I just don't remember like anything a lot of outside of the hospital with those characters. Did you ever watch it? Yeah, ER for a while. Yeah, for a few years, for sure. Do you remember who Dr. Ross was hanging out with? No. Right. No. And Dr. Green, I remember. Anthony Edwards. But I don't remember any about the relationships. But apparently he was a womanizer on that TV show and it makes his wife upset. Eric LaSalle. Eric LaSalle, that's right. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your important Flo stuff. Join me in my own private hell. The Morning After with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X Rocks. Las Cruces, New Mexico is where we're going for today's We're Going to Hell story. Oh, man. Not too far away from where we hung our hat at one point. But, Big J, I'll start with a question for you. You have two children that are legally driving on the road these days. Yeah. When it came time to teach them how to drive, did you do any of that? Uh, yeah, I did. What did you do? Um, well, told them, don't do this, do this. And then, of course, when they were doing their permit driving, I would go with them. Okay, right. That's what I mean. Like, did you, but I, they also took driver's ed, correct? Yes. Uh, were you responsible at all for, like, teaching him stick shifts or anything like that? We, we tried. In fact, well, uh, no, because I kind of gave that, that role there to uh, Mike, who is my uh, wife's stepdad. Um, it just seemed like that's the kind of thing he would he would want to do, and he'd been around in their lives a little bit longer than I had. So, but they didn't really uh, they didn't really get into it. Let's put it that way. Neither of them to this day can drive a stick shift. So, but when it came to hands-on driving, was it more father-in-law's job or your job, or was no, it involved more uh, any issues, concerns? Oh, plenty. Close sure. calls for you, but nothing terrible happened. No, right? no, no, no. Uh, then you don't have to file yourself in the same situation that a young lady found herself in oh, in God. Las Cruces. Police say the woman was trying to teach her 14-year-old son how to drive at her home on Saturday when things went terribly wrong, Big J. Uh, it was the first time that her 14-year-old son was behind the wheel of a vehicle, and she thought it would be a good time to teach him how to do it. Well, uh, basically, he's in the car. She is waiting to get into the vehicle. And he decides to put it into reverse a little bit faster than she had anticipated as she was getting into the vehicle. So she fell down, Big J. And then the 14-year-old panicked. And instead of pressing the brake, Big J, what do you think he presses? 
Uh, God, the gas. Yeah, only two pedals, so yeah, it was the gas. And while backing out, he ends up running over his own mom, who is teaching him how to drive a vehicle for the first time. Oh, my God. So he steps on the gas by mistake, runs her over. She uh, has to go to the hospital, obviously, because that's not good. The good news is she's going to be okay. She's in stable condition, but uh, the bad news is crushed pelvis, lots of broken bones. You, you know, get, typical getting running over by a car. I guess. Kind of stuff. If you survive, it's not going to be good. And so she's going to be okay. That's the good news. But that's a traumatic experience. I'm, you know, listen, I guess I'm kind of lucky where I, I, you know, nothing terrible has happened, you know, when it comes to vehicular stuff for me. But, like, that's traumatic. Do you know what I mean? Like, if you're a 14-year-old kid that does that the first time you're behind the wheel, that's never driving again material. Yeah, yeah, you're permanently Ubering. Yeah, yeah. That's, number one, she'll never trust you again, nor should she probably. Number two, uh, it's probably something that you never want to repeat and something that you'll think about every time you step behind the wheel of a vehicle. So I can understand why you would never want to drive again after that. It's the same reason why somebody who's been attacked by a shark doesn't want to go into the ocean again. That I get as well. Hey, little Ted, why don't you why don't you drive, man? Well, I don't know, Mom. I don't think I'm ready. Thump, thump. Game over. I ran over my mom. <laughs> Dude. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your We're Going to Hell story. Up next, part one of our interview with Noodles and Dexter from The Offspring. It's coming up on the X-Rocks. <laughs> the offspring and self-esteem here on the morning after with nick and big j that band announced their first new album in nine years to be coming out here in just a little bit let the bad times roll of course the new song that you can hear here on the x and so it was really cool that jay and i got to catch up with zoom style with dexter and noodles from offspring and we talked about a bunch of stuff uh including that new album and so here is part one of our zoom interview with the offspring dexter and noodles and they started complimenting big jay right away I got to tell you, you got the best high def image I have seen on anyone on Zoom today. Oh, yeah? Who's that? Which one? It's got to be you, Big J. Your camera looks great. I've got a streamer set up, so I've got like a light up here and it, uh, you know, try to make it look nice and fancy. Well, it's red because you're in focus, but like the things in front of you and behind you are not. That's uh, that's incredible. It's in blur because I just got a brand new treadmill. It's in the back. I'm like, nobody wants to look at (laughs) that guy's treadmill. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, yeah. yeah, that guy's not really using it, clearly. <laughs> but I just got it today, so. Well, Big J is going to become smaller, J. Let's hope. Well, guys, thank you very much for uh, for joining us this afternoon. We we certainly appreciate it. I, I guess a congratulations in order because uh, this seems like a, a, I guess, a clearly insane trip it's been for the new album to come out. Tell us a little bit about that trip for you guys. Yeah, what new album? <laughs> yeah, we've been working on it for a while. Um, you know, and really about two or three years ago, everything started really kind of clicking and and we had a really creative period then and since actually. You know, we were hoping to have the record done probably five years ago, ultimately, and, and it just took it longer than to, to make something that we really felt was was strong and represented the the band in the in the best light. Yeah. And, and uh I think that's it. It had we had to get everything. It had to feel right before we wanted to put it out. Yeah. Um, we're not really under a deadline. We didn't even have a label. Actually, we're sort of floating out there. So it was it was a good time to just take our time and make make the right record. How hard is it to sit on those songs? I mean, obviously, you, you know, being musicians, you want to share them with everybody. You know, sitting on stuff for a couple of years has got to be difficult, right? You've totally hit that right on the head. There really is this feeling 
when you have something that you're really happy with, because sometimes you go through a bunch of stuff that you're, oh, well, this still needs work. This needs work. When you have something that's clicking, like, oh man, I can't wait to get this out. But you just kind of have to sit on it for a while. I mean, we basically sat on this since the pandemic started because we kind of thought this is probably not the best time to release a record because we can't go out and tour. We can't promote yeah. it. Can't be there to play for the people. And so we've kind of been sitting on it for the better part of a year. Although we kept on going back and tweaking it. It actually got better over that year. Yeah. But, uh, but uh, we decided, well, you know, we can't wait forever. We're going to put this out. You know, and it's not like you guys have been silent either. I mean, yeah, it's been nine years since a full album has come out, but you know, we've had some fun things from the offspring. We've had the Sharknado song. We've had <laughs> the Christmas song. We've had some really cool <laughs> things involved from you guys as well. So it hasn't been like you've been completely dormant either. So I imagine it wasn't like, you know, falling off a bike and getting back on again or anything like that. Right. Yeah, no, not at all. And we've been recording the whole time off and on. I mean, we also go out and tour at least like four months out of every year depending it's just what we love to do so all summer we're pretty much gone including you know? boise yep we made some visits to boise yeah in the last few years we did an acoustic show in boise right didn't uh, we, yeah. do an acoustic we did yeah, yeah that yeah. was a blast yeah yeah it's beautiful up there yeah really beautiful uh well we and we love having you guys so hopefully that'll happen again and it's like it's been a while since you hear some new music and then you hear a new song like with the uh the bad times roll and you know what it, it sounds like offspring i mean it's just so but it's still refreshing. It's such a wonderful thing to hear. Thank you. Yeah. You know, and with uh, Let the Bad Times Roll, we're trying a couple of things there. We're trying a, well, it's a song that has a really aggressive verse and, and kind of pre-chorus and then a really almost kind of poppy dance chorus. I mean, it's all a, a song about everything. That's, well, just all the crap that's been going on in the world for the last four years, you know, a world that's really kind of dystopian and, and falling apart. And uh, at the same time, we're sort of commiserating with everybody who's going through that. But at the same time, like, well, if you can't fix it, might as well enjoy it, you know, and get, yeah. get what you can out of it. So it's kind of like there's that dichotomy of a fun song about the end of the world, right? Well, you know, and, and I don't know if that ties into it, but but one of the things that, that I love the, the second I saw it was, was the album artwork. I, I fell in love with what you guys uh, did in the image that you projected on it. Talk a little bit about how you came to that decision. Yeah, I mean, I had this idea for sort of a, a Shiva type character basically, you know, holding society's ills or, you know, things that are wrong with the world, I guess. I love the, the idea of the Day of the Dead. And that's, you know, a big part of Mexican culture. We're from Southern California. So we just love that kind of art. I guess it's part substance and part eye candy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> right. And it just, when I saw it, I felt the same way. I'm like, wow, I'm just kind of mesmerized. I want to just keep kind of keep on looking at it. Uh, yeah, it is awesome. And, and there's a little bit of it too here on this awesome bottle of uh, hot sauce uh, that, oh, uh, yeah. that we've got uh, some gringo bandito style. You know, a couple years ago, you were at the Radio Contraband uh, Awards and, and you said, Dexter, one of the greatest things I've ever heard anybody say uh, when, when somebody asked uh, about uh, the hot sauce business and you were like, well, you can't illegally download hot sauce. <laughs> <laughs> you can't. You can't download, you can't stream hot sauce yeah, either. Yeah, apparently. yeah, no, you, you can. Well, I can stream it all over my face, but uh, <laughs> so I don't know if this is a one-off here with the, or just a promo thing, but uh, I was looking at the the uh, the ingredients and I'm like, this seems like a, it's a hot one. Yes, that's a hot one. I, I own uh, Gringo Bandito hot sauce and it's a great hot sauce. And we, owner, operator. Owner, <laughs> owner, operator. <laughs> hey, owner. Yeah. That's right, that's right. Small, <laughs> small business built America. I'm one of those small businesses and uh, <laughs> we decided, well, we have to have our, a hot sauce for the record, right? There has to be a let the bad times roll hot sauce. So we put together this recipe. You can tell it's actually a little bit yellow. That's because it has scotch bonnet peppers, which are sort of a Caribbean version of habanero, but yeah. that makes it pretty hot. Yeah. 
morning after with Nick and Big J. The important stuff is brought to you by The Advocates. If you've been injured because of another person's negligence, The Advocates are here for you. Call 208-471-4444. Chat online with an attorney 24-7 at advocateslaw.com. You deserve an advocate. Big J, we have it. 30 years of scientific research. And finally, it can be said, after looking at 30 years of different MRI scans throughout the years... There is absolutely zero difference between the brain of a male and a female. Once you factor in the size difference of the particular people. Rosalind Franklin University researchers had done that. They looked at 30 years because, you know, if you go back into our medical books, uh, there's a troubling history of people thinking that women aren't capable of stuff because their brains can't comprehend things. You understand? Yeah. And uh, it's incredibly insulting. And so, unfortunately, they have to go through uh, things like this where they go, you know what? It was probably pretty flawed that people said that back in the day. And uh, probably a good idea that we make sure that those things don't continue into the future. There were absolutely zero difference in brain function and structure between the male and female brains when they looked at over 30 years of MRIs. According to the head researcher, apparently uh, scientists have claimed for centuries that there are differences between the male and female brain. But those theories are tainted by bias and just a small sample size. But finally, when you look at a bunch of different things over a gigantic sample size, you're like, you know what? Turns out we all are the same on the inside. Uh, Just like we don't think of the kidney or the lungs or the heart as coming in a male and female type, the other, you know, internal organs we have are exactly the same way. So we now have the scientists to back it up. We're the same inside and out. Big J, how does it feel? Feels good. Wonderful. Trent Brown is heading back to the New England Patriots. Offensive tackle uh, was traded from the Las Vegas Raiders to the Patriots yesterday, according to ESPN. Basically, uh, Trent Brown agreed to a restructured one-year deal worth about $11 million for play for the Patriots. They're going to send a fifth-round pick to the Raiders in exchange for Brown and a 2022 seventh-round pick. Of course, Brown did play for New England back in 2018. He won their Super Bowl with them. He started every game. Then he signed a four-year, $66 million contract with the Raiders and appeared in just 16 games over the past two seasons. And so the Raiders were like, you know what? We're going to cut that money because the cap just came out and we're going to need the room and we're going to send him over to the Patriots where he restructured his contract to play for the Pats again. Not that they need it, Big J, but Randy Blythe of Lamb of God is coming to the defense of Metallica in a brand new interview he did with a show called I Ask No One. He was, uh, you know, asked to recall the time that uh, Lamb of God went on tour with Metallica and the fact that he was going sober at the time and nobody helped him out more at that particular time in his life than James Hetfield of Metallica. Blythe said all the band members were, quote, nothing but absolutely lovely to all of us. He said, you know, people were always, like, talking crap about their later music or whatever. It's like, hey, did you write Master of Puppets? No, you didn't. So shut up. You know what I mean? (laughs) Did you write any classic records that would go down in rock and roll history? No, you didn't. They did. So shut the F up. He did add that, quote, Metallica doesn't need to carry out anybody as openers. The shows sell out before the openers are even announced. They don't have to do that. They carry out bands that they want to give a shot to. And if you're playing to a Metallica crowd and you're opening for them, you got to keep that cognizant because people are there to see Metallica. But you better bring your A game because they are super cool. And that's it's not like that when you're backstage where it's like, oh, Metallica's over there. Don't look at them. You see them. They're regular human beings and they treat you really, really well. So it is nice to know that Lamb of God had a good time out on tour with Metallica and they were helping out. Yeah. Lamb of God, of course, is going to release a deluxe edition of last year's self-titled album, which includes three discs on the 26th of this month. 
The collection features a full record and two bonus tracks and a live version of the album as well, along with a DVD performance of all those tracks. So that is available for you in a couple weeks if you're into that kind of stuff. And it's always nice to know Metallica are good people on the road. Yes? Yeah. Everybody we've talked to has said that, from Tobias from Ghost to Ron from Machine Head to uh, Rob from Machine Head to actually, uh, you know, even when we've had the, uh, now all of a sudden his name escapes me for some reason, the comedian that opened up for him last time they were in town. Help me out. Jim Brewer. Jim Brewer. Yeah. He came in. He, he Well, they've been long friends for a very long time. My point is, nobody has a bad story about being on the road with Metallica. And there's a reason for that. They probably treat people pretty well. Treated me pretty good. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your important stuff. After with Nick and Big J. Yeah, and we'll hook you up here with some brand new music. Chevelle just released a new album called Nerata Stuff. Neratius, Nick. Is what it's called, and it's pretty damn good. We'll get you hooked up with that if you can beat me at Pop Culture Smackdown. It is your opportunity to get some free Chevelle music from us on the house if you can defeat Big J. Our phone number is as follows, 208-287-1003. You have to know a little bit about music in order to claim this prize today, and then we'll go on to other topics if time persists. Hello, The X. Good morning. Good morning, sir. You are up first. We need to know... The best-selling reggae album of all time is called Legend, and it is by what singer-songwriter and his band, The Wailers? Bob Marley. Right. That is correct. Big J, the first animatronic toy that was available for the public was what bear introduced in the mid-1980s? Uh, Yogi Bear? Yogi Bear. Wrong. (laughs) The animatronic toy, Yogi Bear. No. No. I'm missing. It's animatronic. That is correct. Yeah, I don't know. Really? Uh, that means you win, sir. Do you happen to know the answer? Teddy Ruxpin. Teddy Ruxpin. Right. Teddy Ruxpin. Ruxpin was Duh, the Ted. animatronic bear. Hang on one second. We'll get some information from you. Do you remember that at all? No. No, really? not at all. Not at all. We grew up around the same time. It was a huge part of my childhood. Yeah, I wasn't a pansy kid that needed a little teddy bear. No, I never got one. I just remember seeing the commercials on the TV of the bear that told stories. Listen, I I barely remember some of that time. You barely remember five minutes ago, to be fair. Congratulations, Five minutes ago, I got up and got a cup of coffee. Enjoy the Chevelle album. It's coming your way. And that's your pop culture smackdown. We will do some headlines. That's next on the (laughs) X-Rock. Everything you know is wrong. Here's the facts. It's time for Headlines on the Morning After with Nick and Big J. Headlines are brought to you by Team Mazda and the pre-owned Superstore. If you need a car loan do-over, get online pre-approval with the iPreCheck button at GoTeamMazda.com. You know, the one you're hearing about on the X all the time. Check it out for yourself at GoTeamMazda.com. Headlines are as follows. Get it on. Dead giveaway. And ladies, please... Get it on! One thing people don't think of checking before they get themselves a brand new apartment is how thick the walls are, Big Jim. Yeah, how do you test that? You really can't. A woman in Australia has gone viral after writing a very long note to her loud neighbors. The letter went viral after being posted on Reddit. It reads in part, quote, We were woken up this morning at around 12.30 a.m. mortified. Drifting from what we thought was a nightmare into the reality of the sounds of loud moaning and groaning. Good for them. Your sexcapade was then followed by laughing and chatting until the early morning hours. But unfortunately, we can actually hear every word you say. Can you please keep it down? One of the people referenced in the letter said she would have preferred a more polite message, but she also doesn't want to disturb her neighbor's sleep. So there's that. You ever had any issues with that, Big J? 
in your apartment living life? No, uh, no. Too thin for roommates, too loud, any of that stuff? Not really. Thank well, I guess, you know, upstairs, just a lot of, you know, walking around and squeaking. But oh, that. not like, uh, like, yeah, I remember, you know, when I lived in an apartment, uh, I had forgotten about these things. But one thing that I, I never really heard uh, sounds of, of pleasure. But whenever my neighbors were in an argument, I could always hear every uh, word that was probably happening. Probably was none. And it was like, oh, that's, that's, uh, they're not happy with one another. Either way, uh, it's never good, and it's always awkward, whether it's positive or negative, that's for sure. Dead giveaway or ladies, please? Ladies, please. Things apparently got a little bit out of hand at the Sensations Cabaret, which is an adult entertainment facility in Stewart, Florida. A 33-year-old woman told police that four of her female co-workers were upset with her because she was making more money than they were. So she grew upset at them razzing her in the backstage area and threw a bucket. Uh, she was arrested because, well, that turned into a whole out brawl, Big J. And so you have five ladies fighting backstage at the Sensations Cabaret. Shouldn't be chucking buckets anywhere, you understand? Yeah, don't be bucket chugging. Uh, she says that she was uh, getting got arrested for showing her nether regions on stage. I don't know what that means. But her, she, uh, you know. No, I understand what the nether no. regions mean. I'm just saying that's not what she that. was charged with. She was charged with assault. She says she was arrested for another reason altogether. But either way, uh, backstage fights at uh, gentlemen's clubs are never a good thing. Everybody's got to get along, please. Not a good thing. What kind of bucket? Probably a beer bucket, right? That's what I'm thinking? Yeah. Like buckets you can buy beer in? Or a one? bucket of pee. God, I hope that's not the case. Like, I hope they have a, ba- a bathroom back there. It's a honey bucket. Wrap it up with dead giveaway. It's one way to ensure you get caught stealing every time. A thief in Birmingham, the United Kingdom, was caught on Sunday after he brought a $200,000 McLaren 570S he had stolen to a garage because he wanted to get a new set of locks put on it. The car had been taken from an apartment garage of a man who was out of the country. The building concierge noticed it disappeared, alerted police. Investigators were able to locate the car pretty quick and track it back to the 31-year-old crook's address where he was arrested and charged with fraud by false representation and, of course, theft of a motor vehicle because anytime somebody brings in a $200,000 vehicle for a lock change to just a random garage, they're probably smart to do a search, and that's exactly what they did. So it was pretty easy to figure out that this guy had stolen this vehicle. If you're going to take a car worth that much money, you might want to have a guy. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That can help you out instead of just some random garage. Mike's muffler repair. You go driving in there and go, hey, can you change out the locks on this thing? Why? No reason. Just want new locks. Is that okay? Dead giveaway every time. <laughs> There's your headlines. It is the morning after with Nick and Big J. Nice little thing happening around these parts tomorrow. We'll give you all the details here in a few minutes. That's the latest from Corey Taylor. Song is called Samantha's Gone here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. Corey Taylor, one of the myriad of musicians that is featured in the new movie called Long Live Rock Celebrate the Chaos, which we'll be hosting a world premiere of tomorrow. If you are interested in this movie at all, you can head to xrock.com. There you can check out the trailer and you can actually uh, pre-order the premiere, which is happening tomorrow. The access to that begins 
and then that's pretty cool because you get to watch it before anybody else gets a chance to and then after the actual premiere screening there will be a Q&A featuring the filmmakers and a ton of musicians that are added on to it. Lizzie Hale from Hailstorm is going to be there. Jacoby Shaddix of Papa Roach is going to be a part of it. Miles Kennedy is going to be a part of it. And it's all right there on our website. You can check it out for 10 bucks at xrock.com to be a part of the screening. You've seen the trailer, Big J. If you had to describe what the movie is, what would you say? Uh, it, it's an a inside look at what uh, a major, major rock festival is like from, from outside and inside. Yeah, it's pretty cool because they talk about the organizers, obviously, the people that put the show together. They talk about the musicians. But then, you know, one of the cool things about it also is it goes into the fans' perspective as well. People that have, you know, made their pilgrimage to a particular rock festival or something that made people kind of come to this particular rock festival, which is pretty cool as well. So there's a bunch of kind of stories that weave in and out through it. But the idea is to kind of give you an idea of what it's like to be at one of these things if you haven't been. And then... And, you know, maybe do a couple of angles that you haven't thought about. Like, you know, what if you were a promoter and had to put on an event and had to try to book, you know, 60 rock bands for a three day, you know, schedule that you had and how that all comes yeah. together. And then as a musician, what's it like to play that kind of stuff? And we've had these conversations with them and they, for the most part, enjoy these things, you know? Oh, they love it. They love uh, they love doing these things. And it really, um, you know, I, I mean, Rock in the Range specifically revitalized a lot of bands careers and relationships with one another we've been told that many times oh yeah and not only that but it also was the kind of uh, precipice of the current rock festival state of the union that goes with the united states right now i mean there wasn't a huge gigantic rock festival which is what made rock on the range such a big deal and then when you know it got three hundred thousand people to attend the festival over three days they were like, well, we should probably be doing this in other parts of the country, and they started to. And so now these things are popping up a little bit more readily available than they once originally were. So it's nice to get that angle. So if you're into it, check it out. It's 10 bucks. The pre-order is up on xrock.com. It goes live beginning tomorrow, but keep in mind that you do have access to it for a while. It's not like you have to be on at a particular time. You can watch it at your leisure, but it does have that really cool extra Q&A attached to it. So you get to watch the movie and then check out some rock stars' opinions of it that are featured in the movie as well. Trailer, more information available at xrock.com. It's happening tomorrow. Be a part of the fun. We're going to do some bad impressions next on the X-Rocks. Morning After with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X. Yeah, we'll be happy here to hook you up with a brand new album from Chevelle called Neratus very good album actually uh, just came out so we'll hook you up with that if you can figure out bad impressions this morning it is a new music day for you we can add to your collection if you'd like to play a little game called bad impressions our number is 208-287-1003 we got some Chevelle we want to hook you up with Big J has got three clues they all point to somebody pretty famous if you can figure out who that famous person happens to be in those three clues or less music coming your way let's go to the phones hello the X What's up? How you doing, man? What's your name? Jeremy. All right, Jeremy, you're up first. Good luck. I'm the only person who has counted to infinity twice. Uh, next. Once a cobra bit my leg. After five days of excruciating pain, that cobra died. Next. When the boogeyman goes to bed, he checks the closet for me. 
Chuck Norris? There you go. Bam! Chuck Norris it is. Chuck Norris. Hang on one second. Dude, we'll hook you up with that Chevelle album coming your way. Why is Chuck Norris in the news? Today's Chuck's birthday. Happy birthday. He's got to be in his 80s. What is he, 81? 81, right on the money. All right. Happy birthday, Chuck Norris. Yeah. Outside of infomercials, he's pretty much disappeared from public eye, yes? Uh, Well, an occasional uh, being a political, uh, you know, commentator. Yeah, I count that as the, the infomercial. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I mean, the last real appearance, I think, was Expendables 2. Man, he wasn't in the third one? No. Okay. Uh, and that was after Dodgeball, right? Yes. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. Because that's the only other With thing I remember up. him outside yeah. of that. Is like, that's the last thing in like current culture that he has done, which is insane. Uh, and, of course, now they're remaking Walker, Texas Ranger. Have you watched any of that? Do no, you have any uh-uh. interest in it whatsoever? Did you watch the original one with him in oh, it? yeah. Okay. Uh, that was funny just for the cheesiness and goofiness of it. This one, it appears to be taking itself a little bit more seriously, which is no fun. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Happy birthday, Chuck Norris. We wrap up the show here next on the X-Rock. Cleopatric, that is hometown, and that's going to wrap up the old morning after with Nick and Big J for this Wednesday morning. Thanks for hanging out with us on this March the 10th. It is appreciated. Big J said hard pass on the movie Friends with Kids. It was available for you streaming on Amazon Prime. He said it's not worth your time. Move on to something else. We also had a chance to talk a little bit about being careful when teaching your kids how to drive so that they don't accidentally run you over. In the process, because one of the things that you don't have usually when you're teaching your kids how to drive is your very own brake. You understand? Like how the drivers that have their emergency brakes on the other side for them to be like, hey, no, none of that. You don't have the ability. And so when they accidentally hit the gas, they could run you over. And that's never a good look. And we also got to celebrate the uh, appearance of Dexter and Noodles from Offspring. They were going to be back on the show tomorrow as we wrap up that full interview. Uh, that we did on Zoom, and you'll be able to see the video of that as well. So it shall be a pretty nice Thursday, too, if I have my druthers. Big J, that leaves you with the floor. Yeah, uh, Chipotle has announced its first customizable digital-only entree, Nick, the handcrafted quesadilla, which has blown my mind that they didn't have that, uh, that you couldn't get a quesadilla. Yeah, I mean, it's like the easiest thing in the world, It's right? uh, Yeah, it is. But uh, the menu item is available exclusively to customers who order through the restaurant mobile app and that also made in Chipotle's digital kitchen locations. So I don't know where those are exactly. Part of the reason is because not all the Chipotle outlets are equipped with custom ovens for folding and grilling the quesadilla because that's you need special items for that. All right. So it may be available. It may not. Yeah, check your app. All right. Well, I'm down with a nice steak quesadilla. There you go. Customize it. What else would go on the Big J quesadilla? Anything else in the middle? Just steak and cheese or anything Probably else? some habanero hot sauce. That makes sense. That would go on top, I would think, right? Nope. You dip it in? No, you put it on? Yeah. Just layer it on there? And then dip it in what? Nothing. Nothing? Not sour cream? Yeah, not yeah throw some sour cream on top. I mean, you want to get technical about it. Well, I would yeah. dip it into something. Morning After with Nick and Slather it. Big J. Next set of X-Rock brought to you by Team Mazda. If you need a car loan do-over, get online pre-approval with the I pre-check button at GoTeamMazda.com. Everything you need is right there. Jason Drew is coming in next. We will see you tomorrow. Have a good one.